Welcome to season two. So basically, I don't have a lot of time in my life uh, right now with uh, uh, Caitlin about to, you know, give birth, being in the third trimester here. And like, there's just a lot of projects around my house. And when I record one of these episodes with Ryan, kind of what we have to do is then I have to go back through and I edit out all the bullshit. Like if we fuck up, we just cut that part out and start again. If we say something that's really dumb or really offensive, we just cut that part out and start again. But what it what happens is it takes me about twice as long uh, to edit the episode as it does to record an episode. So if our episode is like an hour and a half, like then I have three hours of editing and shit that I, I do because it's kind of a slow, meticulous process. And then we put the episode out. Um, well, it's hard enough to carve out the time to even record the episode, let alone for me to edit it. So I have like one ready to go in the can that I haven't finished. But yeah, we're. I just decided like, hey, I'm gonna put out an episode and that's my dog barking. Uh, Berkeley, shut up. So anyway, so stuff like that. You just get to hear that now because I don't have time to edit it. So we're going to put out episodes. I'm going to try to do this like every week. Um, that's my other dog barking. Um, I'm going to try to do this every week week or so. Just carve out some time, put this, and then there's a button on my podcast thing that just says publish. And I'll just put my intro music at the beginning. I'll pick a song for the end, and it'll just go right in. And I'm doing this while my wife is... Uh, in the pool because she likes to, to swim pretty much every day. So anyway, so that's the, the new format. We're calling this season two. So whatever the last episode you listened to, I hope it was really good because that was the fucking finale of season one. And then we took a long break like you do between seasons. And now we're in season two. So you're all caught up. Um, recently, I've gotten very polarizing feedback on my dentistry. There was a lady uh, last week that she's like, oh, you know, I saw a picture of you, and I just knew that's the guy I want to draw drill a hole in my tooth. So I felt, I think, good about that. And then she talked a whole lot about serial killers during the visit. So I don't know what that says about me. Um, but yeah, so so that was I, I took that as good. And then today when I was leaving, um, we got like a letter in the mail. Someone had like sent back their their partial, um, and it was like this letter, and it's like, hey. Uh, doctor, my uh, husband uh, passed away, and here's his partial. He didn't really like it. Uh, I want you to know that he died doing what he loved, playing pool with his friends, and not wearing his partial. So, I don't, I don't really know how to take that information. Um, if if I'm ever playing pool with you, please don't die because that's going to be super awkward um, for me. Like, I, I don't. I don't know what to do with that. Um, and then I also like the, like he died doing what he loved, not wearing the partial was just kind of, kind of interesting. I did kind of remember um, that I told him he wasn't going to like the partial. So I, I don't know. I'd suggest a, I think a bridge or an implant or something, but yeah. Uh, update. There was the guy, I think I talked about before. If I didn't, there was a person that we were changing an implant abutment and he just kicked off his shoe violently in a fit of uh, joy, maybe? Well, anyway, so we rescheduled him, and he came back in, and he was working with the assistant, and he was like, you have to speak up. 
no, you have to speak up. So she got to the point where she's speaking really loudly, and then he's like, don't fucking yell at me. And then he left all puffy. So he's not a patient anymore. Um, yesterday, I was uh, doing some fillings. I fucking hate fillings. I did like 20 fillings over the last two days. And uh, we were talking about how many fillings we, we've done. I think it was this year in our group, group chat. And uh, McCormick, uh, Ryan, who isn't on this episode, but is usually my co-host, he said he's done 2,200 this year. It's fucking nuts. That is so many fillings. I would hate that so much. And then Tom was like, oh, I've done 540. And I was like, I am too lazy uh, to run that report, although I'm curious. And then Tom was like, oh, here's how you run the report. And I said, I'm lazy, not an idiot. Um, so anyway, I ended up running that report. And it's like 780, which is a lot. That is a lot of fucking fillings. Uh, a lot of them... Um, uh, we're, we're class twos, like two surface and a fair share of one surface, but, um, a, a good, good chunk or like MODs and more, which was uh, impressive to me. Cause I feel like I, you know, if a tooth has a big filling in it and it has some more decay, I'm probably going to lean crown, but I guess, uh, yeah, I do a fair share of, uh, three and four surface fills. So exciting. Anyway, yesterday doing some fills. Um, and something that happens from time to time, and it, it happens to every dentist I know, and we we talk about it, and it's it's one of those things that it's just like, ugh, it's so annoying in the moment, but it's just kind of funny because it's this universal thing. Uh, whenever we get handed something like composite or cement or whatever, you know, we we squeeze it and, and put it on the mouth or, you know, whatever we're doing with it. Um, but some percentage of the time, it's not put together right and you squeeze that and it like comes out. So it's like, oh fuck, I just lost all this cement or squeeze this or whatever. Um, this particular circumstance, it was my fault because I had I had done like a filling and I'd used the, I was uh, doing some anterior, so I had a mylar strip up there and I was getting a lingual shell going or something. So I used the uh, syringe itself to hold the mylar in place when my assistant cured it. Well, that cured the, composite in the tip of the syringe. So I went to do another filling and the composite wouldn't come out. And I was like, eh, I'll just like kind of put this over here under my glove and I'll squeeze really hard and I'll squirt out that little piece um, of like cured composite. And then I can go right back in using the thing instead of being like, hey, can you replace the tip on this? Well, I'm squeezing, I'm squeezing and nothing's fucking happening. And I squeeze really hard and the tip shoots off and all the composite just shoots all over this guy's like mustache and fucking up his nose and stuff. And I'm like grabbing, I don't want it to cure or anything. So I'm grabbing like alcohol swabs to like get it off. So I'm basically shoving an alcohol swab up this guy's nose. It, it wasn't, it wasn't good for anyone. He was really chill about, about the whole thing, but yeah, I uh, felt fucking idiot um what else has been going on so today uh was like implant christmas i finally got around to sending all my nobels away and getting them replaced with the stramans by my rep and i'm placing the the stroman blx's and they're so nice they're just like the greatest thing because the implant itself um it like cuts a little bit so uh, with Nobel, you know, you'll kind of drill your stuff and you'll go to put your implant in. If you take a look at it and you want to go lower, you're like, ah, motherfucker. So you back it out 
Um, and then you get another drill and you go down more deeper, you do whatever you're going to do. And half the time, then you put it in and it's deep enough, but you're like, ah, it's not very stable. So you put a cover screw and close it up, you know, the whole rigmarole. Well, this, these shamans, they kind of cut. Um, so if you go and you're like, mm, I'm almost deep enough, but not really, you can like back it out a little bit and it'll actually cut as it back, it's backing out. And then you can just put it right back. And just, you know, switch the direction on the drill and go right back in, get your, your another millimeter or whatever. They're, they're really, uh, really fantastic. Um, I like them a lot. I haven't placed a ton of them yet. Uh, I just, uh, I just polished off like three uh, proposals for implant guides. So I'm placing like three in the next week, I think, but um, they're great. I like them a lot. The uh, Stroman kits are very compact like uh, there's nothing against like the nobel stuff i've placed a bunch of nobels i've gotten really good results with them i think over the course of the last hundred implants i did with nobel i had one failure which is nothing to do with them probably everything to do with me um uh i don't i think that came off way more like douchey than i meant it to i meant that it probably failed because i fucked it up not like oh my failure rate's one percent or whatever uh, but anyway, the, the Strowman one's just like, everything's compact, it's nice, it takes up less space, it's just a really good system, so I'm enjoying that. Um, oh, I think my wife is coming back in the house. Now there's this weird awkward pause in here. So that's good. I don't know what to do now. Well, anyway, so you just heard this part of the podcast. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I'm going to pause this. Fuck, there's no pause button. There's just a stop button. Are you in the house? I don't know. She could be spying on me. Now I feel like I'm in trouble, even though I'm not really doing anything. Uh, what else is going on? Um, so the other day, I had to work a Saturday, which I do from time to time. And I don't love it. And one of the reasons I don't love it is I get really uh, kind of out of it, especially if the week, uh, I had one of those weeks where like I couldn't get out on time like any day. Like it was always like a half hour over. And then that puts me home when it's like getting darker and then doing chores in the dark. So it's just one of these weeks that's just fucking dragging on, dragging on. I have to work Saturday. So Saturday morning, I go outside and I'm doing my chores. And as I'm doing it, um, as you can see, our, my dogs will go crazy. The slightest uh, type of thing. I don't even know what they're fucking barking at right now. But um, in the morning, I don't want them to go crazy because pregnant wife is asleep. Right. So if something is going on, I try to quell that so there's not a fucking dog rebellion. So, uh, hey, you guys, shut up. Hmm, I'm rethinking this, having the dogs in the house while I try to do this podcast thing. But anyway, uh, moving on. So she's upstairs asleep. I don't want the dogs to go go crazy because it's like 6.30 in the morning. And I get outside and there's this car and it's like, the, there's this dog that's across the street. And uh, this dog, its name is Rada. Um, it is our neighbor's dog, our neighbor's. I don't know if they don't believe in fencing, but they've been building a fence for like a year and a half. Basically they put some posts up and then never did anything more with it. They don't upgrade their property. Uh, they're, they're kind of shitty neighbors. 
and then they let their dog just run all over the place and it runs you know in in the street and uh every two days someone posts in the like you know uh neighborhood fucking facebook group like who's whose dog is this i almost hit it or you know i found this dog does it belong to anyone so this is like a known issue like the dog's been taken to the pound a couple a couple times and apparently they come get it i don't, I don't know what the deal is anyway it, it's a pretty good dog it's showed up over here uh a couple times before but anyway so it was like outside and there's this car like kind of doing this herky-jerky start stop and there's this guy like leaning out the window like, hey go the fuck home get out of here go 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 home he's yelling at this dog and it's causing a commotion and it's like 6 45 in the morning and it's making my dogs bark so i'm just like oh god i think i gotta yell something so i kind of go towards my fence i'm like hey that's Rada. She's a really good dog. Her owners are just garbage. So I, I yelled that. Um, and the guy kind of like looks at me weird. And then like Rada starts going home. And then he drives over to my neighbor's house and pulls in. Because apparently that is my neighbor uh, who I called garbage to his face. So that was my my Saturday morning of, of last week. So um, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be getting a Christmas card. Or anything from them. Uh, Ian uh, lost his wedding ring in his move, and he made himself a wedding ring um, out of wax, and then he sent it to his dental lab and got it cast in uh, gold, like a crown, and it looked fantastic. And I had actually lost, well, I didn't lose, uh, when I was hanging Christmas lights, like many years ago, my wedding ring slipped off my finger, and it was one of those, like, I don't know, it was made of tanzanite or some bullshit. It, it fell on the ground and it shattered. Uh, and I got like a different wedding ring to replace it. And it's just like, I don't know. I don't even know what this ring is made out of. Uh, it's ring made out of ring material. And it's uh, it's just like silver. And it, it it there's no, like it doesn't, the other one looked cooler. But the other one broke and I didn't want to buy the same thing. And uh, it would ha happen when I was really poor so I can like afford like a cooler one or anything. So I was like, oh, shit. I was talking to Ian. And I was like, yeah, maybe you could make me a ring. So Ian and I are, are talking about making this ring. So he was like, oh, send me like, a, a, you know, cast your finger. And I was like, okay. So I showed my finger in some alginate. And then we decided that we should do it in a, like PVS material. So if he's taking the thing on and off, it doesn't rub away stone. So I like filled it up with some, you know, light and medium bo body. And I had this finger. So I just took it up to my uh, front desk and I was like, hey, this is my middle finger. I want you to go ahead and mail it to this doctor so they know what I think of them. And <laughs> they, they did. But uh, I have a tattoo under my wedding ring from uh, when I was dumb and got married in Vegas by an Elvis impersonator. Uh, that marriage didn't last. Imagine that. Um, but anyway, so my wedding ring it doesn't fully cover it. So we're talking about like getting it to, to cover um, my, uh, my tattoo. Cause every now and then, not super often, but uh, someone will make mention of it. And it's always like a weird story. It's like, so uh, my wife, she's a big fan of Supernatural. I'm a big fan of Supernatural. We like Supernatural. We did our like baby moon thing. I took her to the Supernatural convention in Kansas city 
uh, a couple weeks ago. It's fucking awesome. The food in Kansas City is fucking awesome, too. I ate some of the best things ever. I had this stuffed artichoke. Holy shit. Anyway, Supernatural Convention. So I, uh, I, she's pregnant, and most of these, like, conventions are waiting in line to, like, meet people or get their autograph or whatever. So I bought the, like, VIP experience. There are no lines. Like, you get your own concierge, and they just take you to the front of the line and say, excuse me, we have VIPs. And uh, you get to do these, like, private-y meet-and-greet things. So there's, like, to the 10 VIPs, and they bring the whatever celebrity to the room, and you get to, like, talk to them for 10 minutes. So anyway, um, there's uh, a guy on the show. His character is uh, Castiel, and his um, name is Misha Collins, is the actor. So anyway, he comes in to do the meet-and-greet, and he's, like, talking about whatever and he looks over and he's like you have a tattoo of a ring underneath your brain and i was like uh yeah yeah i do and he's like why it's like uh that's from my first marriage that didn't work out it was really weird to have this uh conversation in front of a bunch of strangers with a celebrity that my wife has a crush on so anyway so <laughs> it was awkward he made fun of me he called my wife the reboot, which was kind of hilarious. Uh, he, he was he was good. I don't have any uh, ill will towards him, but I kind of feel like Ian should carve fuck Misha Collins into my ring. So in the very unlikely situation where I ever meet this guy again, like if he looks over and he's like, oh, what's under your ring? I'm like, oh, no, you should read my ring. And it would say, fuck you, Misha Collins. And that would be hilarious, but uh, I don't think that'll ever happen. So we're we're coming up with other stuff. But anyway, I might post on the Facebook group uh, off the coast with Paul and Ryan uh, the various designs Ian has come up with because uh, there's some good ones. Maybe you could vote on on what you like like the best. So how does the show work? Uh, we do show on Reddit. So I'm gonna pop over to the dental school Reddit here really quick. Choosing dental school this week. Because I think on the podcast that'll come out eventually with Ryan on it, we did ask Dennis. Uh, so, do you aspirate before giving an inferior alveolar nerve block? <laughs> In Ian block, just talk about Ian. Uh, yeah, I mean, it takes like a second to aspirate. Like, do I think aspiration is as important as they teach you in dental school? Probably not. Like, if you get a little blood and you shove some you know, anesthetic into someone's bloodstream, like it's not going to really do much of anything. I mean, at worst, their heart will race for like a minute. So, I mean, I don't know if they have like a really, if they're really medically complex, probably not something you want to do. But uh, yeah, like aspiration is good. I'm just kind of like scrolling through these things. Like people are taking this hard line, like you have to aspirate or you will lose your license and kill people and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Probably, probably not, but you should you should probably do it because it doesn't it's not hard, you know. Uh, really, you don't even have to like pull back because like if you inject and you just take your fucking finger off the stopper for like a second and you're in a fucking blood vessel and their heart goes boom 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 boom, boom like it'll shoot blood into your thing and you'll know. So you know that's a thing. Um, let's see what else here. Ooh ooh, I like this one a lot. What uh, mnemonics do you remember? Uh, from dental school that you found useful or whatever. Um, what mnemonics do I remember? Uh, let's see. Um, some lovers try positions that they can't handle. Yeah, yeah. Which is like the 
bones of your hand. So I remember that. I remember that Robert Trotter drinks cold beer, mainly because I have a friend named Robert Trotter. I think it was like Robert Troxel was what I learned it as. But that's the the sections of the brachial plexus or something. Roots and... Fuck, I have to write these down. Robert Trotter, roots, trunks, divisions, chords, branches, I think, something like that. Um, I remember that PNS 3-4 keeps the penis off the floor and sympathetic 1-2 shoots the goo, which is, you know, erection and ejaculation. Um so there's that. Uh, salt, which is the serratus anterior, is controlled by the long thoracic nerve. Um, I remember that like 10, 10 zebras stole my car or something. I don't know what that's in reference to, but I think that's a thing. Like Ten zebras stole my car or bought my car. They bought my car. Ten zebras bought my car. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Something. Uh, oh, oh, uh, cranial nerve shit. So there's like the oh, 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 to touch and feel, blah, blah stuff. Um which is, I don't know, I, I know it, I just don't want to say it. It's like, it says vaginas and stuff. Um, and the old one is like, on old Olympus's towering top, a Finn and German viewed some hops is the like one I think my father-in-law taught me. And then when I was in, at U of O, like Harry Potter was really popular. So it was like, Owls observe, only only owls observe them traveling and finding Voldemort guarding very secret horcruxes. So those are all the cranial nerves. And then you remember if they're sensory motor or both with some say Mary money, but my brother says big boobs matter more. And yeah, I think that's that's all I remember. I really want to look up what the zebra carbine is in reference to. So I don't know. It's probably about uh, Misha Collins being a dick about my ring, which is a good segue into pop culture stuff because I've been watching a lot of shit, like a whole lot. So uh, House of the Dragon is fucking amazing. Like I was not going to watch it because uh, the last two episodes, seasons rather, of Game of Thrones were such horseshit that I didn't really want to watch it, but we decided to watch it because it looked kind of good. And it's amazing. Uh, Patty Constantine, who plays Viserys, uh, and was also like the Andrew monkey guy in Hot Fuzz. Um, fucking, he, he's amazing. He deserves some awards for that, for that show. So we've been watching that every week. It's really good. I don't want to spoil it. I'll say I'm on Team Black. Uh, because Damon and Renera are better than kind of anyone else. Um, we've been watching Rings of Power, which is the best looking show I've ever watched. 
Uh, but I still don't know what's going on. I think everyone might be Sauron. Uh, it doesn't make much sense. The seal door is fucking douche hole in it, um, which I don't know if that's by choice or not. So uh, it's about to have its finale. The finale, actually, when I'm done with this, we're going to watch the finale. And I'm actually kind of glad because I think uh, they like it, it's only eight episodes, so they weren't given enough chance to like really fuck it up. So there'll be a season two and everything. But I'm hoping, like in their off season, they uh, figure out how to like write a better show for it. So that'd be good. Um, She-Hulk, which I talked about, I think on the last episode, it's like uh, it just ended. Watched the finale last night. Uh, Kevin, um, it's it's the best. It's the best uh, Marvel thing I've seen in a long time. So that made me happy. Watching a lot of uh, scary Halloweeny uh, type things because it's uh, October. Uh, it's October 14th right now, which is uh, the day the new Halloween comes out. So I haven't seen that yet. But I'll watch that and tell you about it next time. But uh, I've been watching the Midnight Club, which is like the Flanagan uh, verse thing. He did Blind Manor, Hill House, uh, Midnight Mass, which I really liked. If you want to see weird vampire churchy stuff, that one's good. So Midnight Club is about like all these terminal uh kids that tell stories and it's uh it, it seems like it's like a there's like a witch cult like harvesting their souls to be immortal or something i don't know that's where i think it's going i haven't finished it it's okay i'd say it's kind of meh uh i watched the new hellraiser which is on hulu i think um and i mainly watched it because people were bitching about how they made pinhead a uh, female um and i thought Pinhead was quite sexy. Um, so it gave me like, you know, awkward boner. So that was good. That was good. But the movie was kind of complete shit. So yeah, sexy, but meh. Um, I think that's like about it. We have a lot of stuff that we're like saving because it's really, uh, it's hard to watch uh, House of the Dragon and Rings of Power and have much time to like actually watch other things. Like, Midnight Club is sort of in the background. She-Hulk required no brain power, you know. Um, but I have all these other shows that are, are, are kind of piling up. So, like, uh, I haven't seen Cobra Kai yet, so I want to watch that. Um, I, I want to see Mighty Ducks, uh, Game Changers. Um, it's funny. I don't have the brain space to watch that right now, but I will uh, soon. And then uh, I've heard Andor, the new Star Wars one, is really, really good, but I haven't watched any of it yet, so I plan to do that um but yeah like i said it's october so if you have never seen the movie uh trick or treat you should watch that because it's really good and i'm a big fan um so yeah so i'm gonna go um for outro music i'm gonna play the haircut song by ray stevens because i need a haircut all right well call sign sign off Cut.
and I was worried for my hair. I had a feeling of impending doom the minute I stepped into that room, laid my eyes upon that barber chair. Oh yeah, there's a macho barber shop. Hair dryers mounted on a rifle rack. Wasn't no mirrors. Barber chair was a Peterbilt. Barber walked in, he is huge. Seven feet tall, 300 pounds of spring steel and rawhide. Wearing a hard hat, chewing a cigar, and had a t-shirt on said, I hate musicians. Threw me in the chair, sneered, and said, what'll it be, pal? Now, a lot of people would be intimidated in a situation like this. I was not. I am what I am, play my piano, sing my little songs. I looked him right in the eye. I said, I'm a logger. Just up from Coos Bay, Oregon. Been topping trees. Quite possibly the toughest man in the entire world. He said, all right. And he gave me a haircut and I walked out of there. My hair was gone. Make Kojak look like Bill Golden. Yeah, had a tremendous craving to operate heavy equipment. Now you may think that that Butte, Montana haircut's the worst any man could ever get. Wrong. Well, a few months later I was in L.A. Trucking along on a smoggy day. Needed a haircut so bad I looked like Bozo the Clown. I was looking shaggy, not too good. I'd put it off as long as I could. Lord, I hate to get a haircut out of town. Well, I walked in, realized immediately that this guy was into punk rock. The walls were done in black leather. Had chains and whips and handcuffs hanging on him. Barber walked in, he had orange hair. Black mascara. Stainless steel teeth. Black leather jacket with zinc studs. He threw me in the chair, hit me a couple of times, whap, whap, chained me down, threw a Nazi flag over me. Said, I'm going to tell you something that might make you a little nervous. I laughed. <laughs> I said, what could possibly make me nervous? He said, I'm gay. No problem. I'm not threatened in any way. I mean, I'm secured my manhood. Everything's cool. I am what I am. Play my little piano, sing my little song. I looked him right in the eye and said, I'm a logger. Played football in high school. I was in the Marine Corps. He said, all right, and he gave me a haircut. I walked out of there, friends. My hair was purple. Well, at least that mohawk section down the middle was purple. Had a white streak down one side. Other side looked like Mr. T. Had a couple safety pins in my cheeks. Felt a teeny bit conspicuous. Luckily, my next job was in San Francisco. Shoot, I got up there, I didn't even stand out at all. Wasn't even close. Those people thought I was an insurance salesman. Well, a few months later, I was way down south. Grits and gravy and a hush your mouth My hair so long I started to look like a man in drag It was then that the sheriff came up and said Boy, you got too much hair on your head You better get yourself a haircut or a dog tag Well, when I stepped into the shop I realized immediately that I was dealing with a born-again barber Don't see too many barber shops with a steeple 
had an organ in the corner, choir. An usher led me to the barber chair. Barber walked in, started saying grace. Oh Lord, for these haircuts we are about to receive, may we be truly thankful. Dominus, possum, pox, proboscis, postmortem, et tu, blue tape, huella, carborundum. He was sort of half Baptist, half Catholic. Kind of a cactus. He started cutting my hair and preaching at the same time. I mean, he's a wild man. Scissors and razors are flying around my head. He's talking about liquor and wild women and music and sex and the evils of dancing and the music business in general. Then he looked down at me and he said, what do you do for a living? Now, I'm not ashamed of what I do for a living. Working bars and casinos, around liquor and wild women. I just play my piano, sing my little songs. I looked him right in the eye and said, I run this church for loggers. When you get a haircut, be sure to go back home. When you get a haircut, get a barber you have known. Since you were a little bitty boy sitting in a booster chair, or you might look like Mary Moore Curly if a stranger cuts your hair.